Hey guys, Jack here with MonsterCast. Hope you enjoyed Super Showdown um, and Friday Night Smackdown. Before we get to the interview today, I just want to say that uh, you can check out our previous prediction show that was posted on Wednesday um, with the Super Showdown and AEW Revolution predictions on it. One person did really good on Super Showdown, one person didn't. I'm not going to name any names. Wink, wink. Um, and I uh, hope everybody enjoys the pay-per-view tonight. Um, and also, before we get to the interview, don't forget, um, Sleeves uh, designs and produces custom compression gear, everything from arm and leg sleeves to headbands, bandanas, t-shirts, and jerseys. Sleeves carries over 200 different designs for everyone from kids to adults, and now it just got even better because if you use the promo code MONSTER25, that's MONSTER25 without the vowels, M-N-S-T-R-25, you'll get 25% off your order even on discounted items. So don't wait. Go to sleefs.com. That's S-L-E-E-F-S.com for your activewear accessories now and use my promo code MONSTER25. That's M-N-S-T-R-25 for 25% off your order and get your gear on. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of the MonsterCast. I'm your host, Jack Dahl Jr., and I am joined here by Sarah the Rebel, she does it all, and now she joins us here on our show. So first, thank you for doing this, of course. Um, I noticed that after we um, quickly set this all up, that you do a lot of uh, podcasts, not only for others, but you also have experience with them yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have my own podcast, Women Wrestling Friends, and before that I was on a bunch of other podcasts that I, I've made in the past before I, I actually got into wrestling. So yeah, podcasts are a bit of a passion of mine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I saw that um, uh, you actually had one with The New Day, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that was really fun. The New Day was on that one. Cesaro, um, Seth Rollins, uh, just a, a bunch of WWE folks were at a Riot event, and I'm friends with the folks at Riot, so they were like, hey, you love wrestling, right? So come out to this. <laughs> I was like, guys, yes, <laughs> of course. Thank you for inviting me. So it was it was a very fun experience. Um, of course, I gotta hit you up with the cookie cutter questions. Um, uh, for those that may not know, um, of you, um, what made you decide that you know I want to become a professional wrestler? Was there like a moment or another wrestler growing up that flipped a switch in your head to make it your dream to do, or did you take a different route? So I'd always wanted to be a wrestler when I was younger. Um, one day I was flipping through channels and I saw China on my screen. It was very zoomed in on her. And I thought I was looking at like a character from Xena or something. So I stopped and then the camera zooms out. I see the wrestling ring and I just fell in love. I wanted to be China so bad. Uh, and then I got older and as I kind of hit puberty, like the things that they were saying about women on the show really started to bother me, like always yelling about puppies and women always seemed to be their bodies instead of their skill. And they never really got to win cool things. And it just really started to get to me because I think, you know, during that time as a girl, you're already kind of like starting to doubt yourself more and really notice your body. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not a supermodel and I don't have big boobs and I'm not tall. So I guess I can't be a wrestler. And so I gave up on my dream. Um, and then it wasn't until I was like 28 uh, I was at a video. I worked in the video game industry. Uh, I was at a convention and I met Xavier Woods, and we started talking. And he 
pointed out that now there's a lot of women with different body types and different looks. I mean, if you watch the the little documentary on WWE, they they even practically called Bailey ugly <laughs> during that like documentary. So, you know, I saw like Dana Brooks' body, like she wasn't built like the wrestlers I saw growing up. She was built way more like my body type at the time. Um, so he said, "Oh, yeah, all you have to do to become a wrestler is you go to wrestling school." So he ended up inviting me and my podcast co-host, uh, Tamar Brooks, to a Raw show. It was my very first live wrestling show because when I was younger, um, Eddie Guerrero came to my city and, and used my brother's lowrider for the entrance. But my brother told me, oh, no, it's not for little kids. So he wouldn't take me, which is a lie. Wrestling is absolutely for <laughs> little kids. Anyway, um, so this was my very first wrestling sh- live wrestling show at 28. And when we got back to the car... Um, I had looked up schools right after talking to Xavier Woods, and I'd found Santino Bros. But I didn't sign up right away because wrestling school is a lot of money. Um, but we went to the, the wrestling show. When we got back to our car, um, there was a flyer for Santino Bros on the car, and I kind of took it as a sign. Yeah. So I, I signed up right after that. Now, do you think that you were drawn, maybe stayed drawn to China more because um – when they were kind of degrading women in the Attitude Era, she wasn't one of the ones that they were degrading, that she was, like, pretty much above everybody else as far as, like, they took her seriously? Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, she still got a lot. Like, people would make comments and how yeah. she looked and stuff. But her storyline with Eddie Guerrero was so important to me as a, as a young girl because most of my life up until this point, any woman who looked like China got called a man. Oh, she's ugly. She looks like a man. She looks like a man, blah, blah, blah. And even China did face that. But the storyline with Eddie Guerrero was that she was beautiful, that he thought she was so beautiful, so sexy. She was the mamacita. And seeing like a strong warrior woman get treated that way was re- <laughs> like it was really affecting for me. And it was a really important moment for me. And, and getting to see her, her win titles and, and go to rumbles and, and, you know, just actually be treated like a, a competitor more than probably anyone else. Her and Miss Jackie and Luna were like my favorite people to watch. So yeah, it was, it was definitely, I think if I had found wrestling a few years later, it might not have had as much of a, an impact on me. Yeah. I, I think Luna Vashon is uh very underrated. I don't understand it, but um, Absolutely. she's never, I don't know why she's never put into the conversation when they mentioned the China's and the, um, yeah, I agree with you. I feel like I'm always the only one bringing her up, and I'm like, do we not remember her? Yeah, there's there's another there's another lady, of course, um, that I always bring up, and my sister, my little sister, always makes fun of me because the way I talk about her all the time, and I always find a way to bring her up in a conversation, um, and I always say that she should be in the WWE Hall of Fame is Bull Nakano, and she always <laughs> makes fun of me because <laughs> I was like, every time I talk about her, I was like, she's the only one I she's I'm the only one that she ever hears bring her up as often as I do. I got a Bull Nakano shirt. I'm always talking about Bull Nakano, Bull Nakano, Bull Nakano. And I was like, she's definitely in that conversation as well where she does not get mentioned nearly enough. Um, and then in, I feel like in Absolutely. modern modern times, like right now, like um, I know she's the coach at NXT, but Sarah Del Rey, Sarah mm-hmm. Del Rey and Lufisto for like the, like the early 2000s, like those two were the ones that I feel were putting women's wrestling as a uh, – as a legit thing that people wanted to watch on the map. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So all these, all these women, they're still, they, they've come a long way as far as like mainstream, but I feel like they're ignoring some important pieces along the way, just because they weren't directly tied to uh, WWE or any major promotion at the time. But those are the ladies that inspired a lot of the ones that are going on now. So definitely. And so those three, for example, they're three women that I only learned about after 
I started wrestling training yeah. because I think it's it's really hard for indie wrestling to reach the WWE fans because we like if you're just a WWE fan and you don't know someone who wrestles or you don't like happen to see a flyer one day you can go about or you don't go on like um, forums back and back when I was growing up it would be like you know you have, there's a chat group or or mm-hmm. an Angel Fire site or something <laughs> yeah. to find out that this exists if you didn't do those things which yeah. quite like the majority of people who watch WWE do not do those things then you would never find out about all of these people who were pioneers and who were the reasons for some of the things that we're watching on WWE. Yes, Angel Fire. I haven't heard that in forever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angel Fire, where everybody, they had their own, uh, a lot of people did like the uh, fantasy wrestling feds. And, and people yeah. do, and that's, I mean, you do like the fantasy wrestling fed on Angel Fire. And then you pick, what you do is you pick, um, you would pick an actual wrestler that existed, and then some of them were completely fantasy based. But it was like it was basically like Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons for wrestling nerds, basically. And then you would have a guy that was in charge of the Angel Fire site, and he would, uh, you know, be the booker or whatever, and write out the stories for everybody to read every week. It was really weird, but um, and like games like there's like a computer game that came out in the 2000s called Extreme Wrestling Revenge, and it was by a guy named Adam Ryland in England. And then he subsequently came out with TEW, which is Total Extreme Warfare, something like that. And he would come out with them every so often. And they were just like computer-based games. And they would be completely made-up uh, wrestling promotions. And you're basically the booker, but it's all text-based. And um, then fans got a hold of the mods and would import real pictures and real names and stuff so that you could use real-life scenarios and people. And honestly, that game introduced me to a bunch of indie wrestlers that I had never heard of before because of the pictures and the names and everything that was so accurate with uh, all their stuff like basically you know Wikipedia and cage match database and stuff like that but um so like uh the Lufistos and the Sarah Del Rey's that's how I actually ended up uh learning about these people first and then uh what happens is like in the game you would take like a small promotion and you would try to go again compete against the wbs and stuff like that so you would ha- you could only hire the small indie guys and then they have the overall ratings for different stats and stuff so like you'd go out of your way to find out all these people and they're like well they, this is based off of real stuff and these ladies are this good in the game based off of people's opinions or whatever then i wonder how good they are in real life and then you go out of your way to your youtubes and stuff and start looking up their matches and start learning about all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff so fun uh, fun trivia fact tyler bateman used to be a, a, a RPer. Back in the day, before he was a wrestler on those wrestling sites. <laughs> uh, so. But I didn't know about any of this because growing up, I was told you use that computer to do your homework and that's it. <laughs> and don't get in any chat groups or you'll be kidnapped and murdered. And yeah. I was like, OK. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard the, I've heard the, chat, ro- the chat room rumors before. I used to get on like the wrestling chat rooms for like Yahoo Messenger and stuff like that. So, yeah. But Angel Fire, that definitely I was like, I haven't heard that in forever. Um but speaking of indie uh, promotions that you didn't have access to that now today you would have access to is like a Fight TV app, which is like a godsend at this point. But Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, which you are involved with or have been involved with in the past a lot, um, is on Fight TV that people can watch for free. Um, so how did you get into Championship Wrestling from Hollywood? Um, so because I was dating Tyler Bateman and he basically kept saying, hey, put, put her on. Uh, and they were very hesitant, but finally they agreed. Um, and I started as a manager there 
And I kept mentioning to them that I would like to wrestle. And so finally they, they were like, okay, we have an idea for a feud um, with, you know, um, Royce and, and Bateman were having a food, a feud and um, Heather was part of Royce's crew. So they were like, okay, well you and Heather can have this feud. And so Heather Monroe and I had a feud that ended at a pay-per-view and I actually won after being kidnapped. No, I was kidnapped after I won. That's right. I escaped that same show to bring the PP3 cup to Bateman. It was crazy. Anyway. Um, so that was kind of how that happened. And it was a very good learning experience because um, I had already debuted with WOW Women of Wrestling at this time and working for television, getting to work at a different company that did television really kind of helped me solidify my skills. It's something that not a lot of people know, but when you're a wrestler, there's a very big difference between working um, a crowd, a live crowd and working for TV. And if you just work at one place for TV, you tend to think that that's just how all wrestling television is made. So I'm very thankful that I got to work with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood because I got to see a different version, which opened my eyes to there are some constants in things you want to do, but you also have to be very flexible in the different things that, that different companies want. Um, and then uh, also on Fight TV is Empower Wrestling, the brand new E-M-P-O-W-E-R um, that one you do have to pay. There's two pay-per-views, but you can watch, um, two of my matches on there as well. Um, now when you say Royce, you're referring to Royce Isaacs from NWA at the, at the moment? Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure for everybody out there, um, that might not know. Um, okay. So, um, so we went over the fact that China was one of your favorites, like caught your eye first. Um, but is there anybody that really kind of inspires the way that you wrestle? Um, as far as my style, not really, because I started wrestling a lot later than most wrestlers do. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there are way more limitations on my body that I'm fighting through, um, that other people wouldn't. So maybe I would look and say, oh, I really wish I could do all this cool stuff. Like, honestly, truly, I wish I could wrestle just like China, just real big moves. But the fact is I'm five feet tall, (laughs) so I can't really wrestle like that. Um, so I've kind of had to adapt basically taking things, the big moves that I do love and finding the versions of them that are, are smaller. Um, but to give a more specific example, Sarah Wolf, um, the wrestling that I did as Sarah Wolf on championship wrestling from Hollywood was directly based on Tyler Bateman. Some of his, uh, I don't know how many people noticed, but a lot of the moves that I did were like smaller versions of Bateman's moves. Yeah, he's in. Of course, if nobody knows who he is, he is in Ring of Honor currently, killing it. Um, so when you, uh, okay, so since you started later, is there a favorite match that you already have that you've had like, that you can point to and be like, like if a if a fan came up to you and uh, they were with their friends who their friends knew you but they didn't and they asked you, what's one match that would really show me like who you are? What would you tell them? to watch unfortunately it hasn't aired yet but it is my match versus holiday on wow season three um when it airs you're gonna see i think that was probably my favorite match of my whole life um but for one that has aired i would actually say my first match on wow which was razor versus linus um you can only watch it on access tv mm-hmm. um but that match from the reason why i really like it is it shows what i'm best at which is character 
and story being told through what I'm doing in the ring. Um, there's not necessarily a bunch of big splashy moves in the match, but it's very clearly you can watch the match and you understand exactly who the two people in the ring are. And that's what I love about wrestling. I love this, the storytelling, the ability to not just tell a story through your words and through promos, but to actually be able to tell a story through what you're doing in the ring. That's kind of my favorite aspect of it. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, do, uh, well, what has, oh, well, I guess, so you mentioned WoW. Um, what has, has WoW been your favorite company to work for so far? Absolutely. WoW is my dream company. When uh, I cut my first promo uh, in Santino Bros, the way they structure it is is you have all sorts of different things that you learn as part of the classes. And um, you do sometimes do promos and things like that to work on that. And after I cut one promo, Eli Everfly looks at me. He's like, man, you're like a glow girl. Like you really you have that exact personality like with this character, like a glow character. And I almost cried because I was like, that's what I want. And it doesn't exist more than anything else. I really wish I could just be a glow girl because glow is all about story. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are going to hear this and be like, whoa, bad wrestling, blah, blah, blah. Okay, people like what they like, right? I don't really enjoy watching New Japan matches personally because I like a little more story in my wrestling and they're very like strong style. It's less interesting to me personally. Everyone has their own personal thing that they enjoy, right? Mm -hmm. So what I enjoyed about glow was that you had these characters and they all had wacky stories and I loved it. So... I was like, yeah, that's what I really want to do. So fast forward, I'm in Japan, and a friend sends me a um, a writing job because I'm I'm an author and a writer um, as my shoot job. And she's like, this sounds perfect for you. And I read it, and it says there's a women's wrestling company looking for a writer. And I was like, uh, yes, this sounds perfect for me. <laughs> so I reach out, and I come to find out it's WOW, Women of Wrestling, made by the same guy who made GLOW. Mm-hmm. And so I start writing for them. I wrote almost if you go to wowie.com, um, almost every bio on there was written by me, um, including my own bio for Razor. Uh, but it was exactly the kind of thing I wanted. Storylines. Women were the focus. We weren't the like here. The women's match has seven minutes and that's all you get. Like, no, this whole card is women. We all have stories. We all have reasons for the way we're acting. We're not all boring fighting over each other's boyfriends like And so when they had auditions for new WoW characters, I said, I know it's a conflict of interest because I'm your writer, but um, can I try out? And they were hesitant. But then the head trainer, um, Selena Majors, who was Bambi from back in the day, worked with the Midnight Express. um, She told David McLean, she said, if we don't let her try out, she's going to wonder for the rest of her life what could have been. And so they let me try out. And of course I got it because I'm fucking amazing. And uh, so, yeah, and, and it's exactly where I wanted to work. My, I get to cut promo. Every time I go to have a match, um, McLean will, like, hand the mic to somebody and say, tell tell Razor cut a promo before or after her match. Like, that's how much they trust me, that I understand my character, and, and that, you know, that it, it's something that the audience enjoys and likes. So it's really my dream company. I hope it stays open forever. I hope it gets even more popular. Um funny that you mentioned bambi she was actually at the very first show that i ever went to i was a real small little kid in um, probably elementary school it might have even been before that i don't know but I, my school was had a wrestling show at the gymnasium of course and uh she actually signed my, one of my dad's shoes because he didn't have nothing for her to sign he went up to the table and had her sign his shoe it was funny um i had also seen like greg the hammer valentine there um but it was when i was real small and i got i still have the pink and black mask that I got from the show as a kid, I still have it today. Awesome. Yeah, 
Um, your love of WoW obviously is well documented, and you have a lot of passion and desire for it to succeed. And uh, in uh, conjunction with that, you've also stated in the past that you are a big proponent of being a superhero or role model to young girls. And uh, how do you feel that has affected you as a person? Um, I mean, you're clearly nice enough to do this podcast. You've done many podcasts for many people, even had your own like we talked about before. Um, do you feel like this approach is helping you gain recognition and fans in a bigger way, faster way? I don't really think so, actually. No? I think now, no, because yeah, I've actually been really involved in, like, um, youth empowerment in the community since I was a kid. Like, I, my first job was youth planner for the city of Hampton. So, like, that's always been something I've been passionate about. Um, trying to be a role model, trying to inspire girls to follow their dreams because girls are often told no all the time. Man, I wanted Dragon Ball Z sheets. No, you can't have them. Eventually, after arguing for so long, my sister got them for me. But if my nephew had asked for Dragon Ball Z sheets, they would have, you know, questioned them. You know, it's just a silly example. But like all through my life, I was constantly being told no just on the basis of being a girl. And so I really have always wanted other women, uh, other girls to know that that's not a thing and to to have someone in your corner who says yeah you have this dream that people are telling you you can't do for such an arbitrary reason yes you can do it and I'm going to be the one who says that you can um but as far as it um in the influence or anything like that I think right now everything is very social media driven and one of the tenants we believe in at wow is kayfabe and so my character razor is actually pretty negative online Um, because she's a gang leader and she's, uh, you know, she's got her gang and they might do unscrupulous activities to get what they want. So I wouldn't really say it's been like that. But as far as me personally, it's just always been um, something that I believe in and I want to help people. And women in the wrestling industry are very, very helpful to each other. Almost all of my breakout bookings that I got were because another woman said, hey, I know this girl, you should bring her on. Or like what Selena Majors did for me, saying, please give her a chance. Um, you know, I would say 90% of my bookings have been because of other women, and I always try to pay that forward as well. Um, speaking of fans, because you have the obviously the separate social media for a lot of stuff because of WoW, um, how would you actually say that you are with fans like as far as like coming up to you? Are you appreciative of the support and go out of your way to acknowledge them and talk with them? Or And the reason I ask is because uh, uh, my best friend, girlfriend at work last night had a little girl come running up to her and gave her a too sweet because she had saw that she had an AEW shirt on and her mom apologized and said that she had just met the Young Bucks not long ago in Florida in, Ar- in Orlando, Florida, whom she loves. So there's so there's basically generally three ways to go with fans. You get most people who will acknowledge the fan and take a pic, move on with their day. You got some who will either stay in character and maybe not sign anything, like maybe you would with uh, like your Razor character because you're a heel or whatever and then like or maybe you get people that are having a bad day and they like to take it out on others kind of like you know a police officer pulling you over for something that somebody else did before you did it but mm-hmm. they pulled you over instead um and then you get some like uh you know like the roddy piper approach where uh where some other where he's like actually influenced other wrestlers like the young bucks where they've seen him in person and adopted it themselves, where they'll go out of their ways to make it almost like a little moment in time that you won't forget maybe by asking your name, how your family is doing, or just going over, uh, 
going over the top with it and really making sure that they either keep a fan forever or make a new fan for certain. And which would you describe yourself as? Because um, it's always a debate among fans how far is too far with wrestlers and asking for pictures and signatures and when and everything like that. And I always see this debate come up in social media. So I was just wondering how you uh, approach that situation. Yeah, definitely. I say there's two there's two different things. There is you, uh, a fan approaching me outside of the merch table, and there's a fan approaching me at the merch table. And those two differences do affect how I react. If a fan approaches me at the merch table and wants to say, hi, I really loved your match, blah, 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 anything, you know, very fine. Like to talk. I, I like meeting people. I especially love when they bring their daughters over. But there are some fans who want to stand in front of your merch table and talk to you for 20 to 30 minutes. And people behind them will get tired of waiting and leave people who might have bought some merch. So I am not as friendly at the merch table because I'm actually trying to make my gas money. I'm trying to make my food money. You know, wrestling doesn't pay very well. I'm only a year and a half in. Um, the merch money is really where I, I actually make my money back. And when people block the merch table because they're not thinking and they kind of lock you into long conversations, I think that's really disrespectful of fans. And I want more fans to be aware of it because I'm sure they don't do it intentionally. When I'm not at the merch table, I will talk to you for hours about wrestling because I love it. It's my passion. That's why I do it. And I love to see other people passionate about it as well. Um, so like um, I recently I, I was at a show and, and so many people came up and wanted to take pictures. I only sold two prints that day. But I took about maybe 20 pictures with people who aren't going to tag me on social media, who aren't going to buy my prints, who probably don't even remember my name. You know, so it's it's kind of like sometimes you wonder. Everything doesn't have to be about benefit, sure, but sometimes you wonder about the benefit. Like, sure, I made like five maybe new fans, but do are they going to do anything? Are they going to tell promoters that they want to see me at their show? Are they going to tweet about it? You know, probably not. They're probably just going to go home and be like, I met this cool lady. It's going to be the end of it. Um, you know, so I, I think like I wish fans would understand that more that like any wrestlers who aren't trying to talk to them for an hour. It's not because we don't like them or we don't care about them or anything like that. It's just that we're at our we're at our job. And, you know, that's what our focus is. Um, you're what's your. Okay, what are you most excited for in the near future? You mentioned the match with uh, Holiday that's going to uh, air in season three of WoW. Is there anything else that you're that's coming up for um, Sarah the Rebel or Razor that's coming up that you're like really excited about that you want people to know? Yeah, so first of all, season three of WoW when it comes, uh, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff in there. I can't wait for you guys to see it. Some shocking things are going to happen, um, and kind of uh, I think everybody's really going to like it. Uh, I, you'll probably see me more at OVW in the coming future. Uh, you can go back and watch on YouTube some of the stuff I've done there. Um, and then uh, we're going to have more stuff coming up with Empower. And then probably we're going to start filming WoW again soon. And if you live in the L.A. area, there's always a chance to be a part of their studio audience. So definitely uh, look into that if you do. Um, I don't know how quick this can be, but let's... Let's get to know Sarah the Rebel a little bit away from the wrestling. You have – I've got three things. Well, four if you include the first one as a two-parter really. But uh, favorite movie, favorite TV show? Mm, I'm so bad with favorites because I have about 20. Um, Conan the Barbarian is my favorite movie. And favorite TV show, it's probably still Xena. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I mean this coincides. 
technically, so that's kind of cool. Um, I'm very heavy into fantasy. It's my favorite. I don't want to watch, read, or consume anything unless it's fantasy. Oh, I think, you know what? Witcher is my favorite uh, of the more recent shows I've watched, I'd say The Witcher. Well, I was going to make a comment earlier when you had mentioned about um, really not liking the New Japan style because it's more uh, it's more reality-based, strong style, and it's not out there as far as characters and storytelling. Um, and the funny thing is, is like a lot of people got into wrestling because of the stuff that you like currently like the characters and stuff the comic book vibe is what usually got people into it so um it's nice to see that people what? still still like that and i really never understood the whole um the whole uh wow or glow uh is a bad wrestling concept because if you think about it i mean it wasn't like hogan and warrior were having five-star matches out there you know what i'm saying and i mean right. the, the reason the reason you liked it, it was because of the characters so yeah um Anyway, uh, okay, so favorite band or song or both? Um, well, Prince is my favorite singer, and so almost every Prince song I cycle through which one is my favorite at any given time. Uh, I guess for band, I'd say the Gap Band. Um, I know they're old, but I still love them a lot. Um, right now, I listen to my, my favorite songs switch all the time, but I guess for something that's not Prince or not the Gap Band, if I were going to say a song right now, um, that I listen to all the time is Let It Go by, I think they're called Feist or Feast, I don't know, um, F-E-I-S-T, but it's really helpful for me because I'm very passionate, I get angry all the time, um, and then I'll sit in my house angry for three hours, thinking about things to say, and then I'm like, what am I doing? This is in my head and imaginary and not real life, so let it let it go or let it die. Uh, I actually can't remember the name of my favorite song, good, um, but it kind of helps me to remember to let that shit go. Um, and finally on the rapid fire question, uh, favorite food? Sushi. Sushi? Yes. Um, uh, so I've watched like I want to say there was three of them. I can't remember if there's – I don't know if there's more, so don't get mad at me. But uh, I watched mm -hmm. your vignettes for Razor on WoW. Yeah, there's three. Yeah, yep. okay. So I watched all three of them. They're really fucking good. Thanks. So that was uh, – I want to shout out Adam Murray. He goes by um, Adam, spelled like the molecule Adam Murray online. Uh, that was me and him and the people who funded it, um, Friends Online. I made a GoFundMe, and I had this, I had this vision for what I wanted. So um, Adam and I put it together. He worked with me for super cheap, found me a sound guy. I knew I loved his editorial style. Um, and we got a bunch of girls. I just said, hey, would you guys want to be in a girl gang? And like 50 women were like, yes, absolutely, with no other details given. Um, and we, we made it. We actually, it wasn't made by WoW. It was um, something that me and Adam made for WoW. Okay. Because it, it, it had like the vibe, like it came straight out of like an 80s movie. It was awesome. Um. Yeah, but yes, I, I love yes. it. Yes, and that was exactly what we wanted. Thank you. I love it too. <laughs> um, okay, so also I want to plug in your uh, – because you have a Pro Wrestling Tees shirt available as well as Razor, correct? I believe. Yes, I okay, do. Okay, so you got the Psycho Sisters shirt and the Razor shirt, and so you can get that on Pro Wrestling Tees. And, of course, you can follow uh, Sarah the Rebel at Sarah the Rebel on Twitter, um, Facebook at Sarah the Rebel, Instagram she has two uh, – do you have two Twitters as well? For the WoW? I do, okay. yeah. Okay. But just, you know, like, I'm, I'm not running the Twitter or the Instagram for WoW anymore because they've um, they've hired, like, um, social media people. Gotcha. So now that's kind of, like, not really one that I'm running. But still follow it because that's where any news will be posted if you're specifically interested in WoW. Um, and then I also have a Patreon, which is also Sarah the Rebel. Yes. I had, I had uh, that I had written to... down, actually. Did you ever get your last uh, 
You needed. You uh, said you needed one more. <laughs> I need. Yeah, this somebody signed up at a different level technically, so I think technically I made it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to count it. It's a long story, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking we'll make it okay. for sure. All right, awesome. Uh, so, of course, uh, thank you for doing this for me. Um, it was fun. Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, hopefully I did. I only did three rapid-fire questions because I didn't want to burn it out. So if I have you on again, I can think of some other stuff. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thank you.